Audio Hop Podcasts. This episode of Fabulous at 50 podcast is brought to you in association with Serona Hygiene, an award-winning startup best known for its flagship product Peabody, India's first female urination device. It is a simple disposable paper device that allows women to stand and pee in dirty and unfriendly toilets. For more female hygiene products, visit thesirona.com. Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, the show that's all about being fabulous at 50 plus. We are back with yet another episode and with me is the author of Feisty at 50, Sudha Menon. Hi Jadeep, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. Thank you. So, uh, about this chapter, the next one that we are going to discuss today, I've heard that as you grow older, you start sprouting hair from all sorts of places. <laughs> you do. And do. there is a very interesting mention of that in this chapter. Yes. You know what they say about hair, na? hair here and none tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And when you age, one of the side effects of aging is that uh, you have less hair on your head and more hair where you don't uh, expect uh, oh, them to be. Mm. Uh, including, you know, this is like uh, every woman's nightmare, uh, hair on the chin. Uh-huh. And what makes it even worse mm. is when the hair on your chin is white <laughs> and they glint nastily uh, when you get out of your room and when the sun hits your face. So mm. there is this nastily hinting silver uh, hair on the chin. Um, not something that you really, uh, you know, want to sort of face. So there's this very interesting thing that you've mentioned in the book about how your daughter had something to say about this. <laughs> yes. When I was in school, when I when I was in my teenage years, I used to watch with fascination when my grandma and her three um, sisters, they would sit uh, uh, on the veranda in uh, our ancestral home in Kerala, evening times over chai. And once chai was over, we'd all be idly, uh, you know, idly chit-chatting and each one would be pulling their chin hair out. And I would look and say, what are they doing? You know, I, it never struck me that anybody could have hair on the chin. Mm-hmm. Uh, till, of course, um, I saw the hair on my chin two years ago. You know, I was uh, I was getting ready to go out and the face was done up and everything was, well, I, I was looking well-dressed and very fancy. And then suddenly I caught what I thought was a glint. And I looked closer and there it was, you know, a silver uh, uh, hair on my uh, chin. Right over and there. Yes. And that was it, the beginning of uh, the end, I thought at that time. What it did to me was that I started uh, obsessing about the white hair. And uh, these days, what I do when I'm writing and I'm struggling with finding some words to put uh, in a sentence that I'm writing, I find myself doing what my grandmother used to do. I'm I'm pulling my hair, uh, chin hair, mm-hmm. without even knowing I'm doing mm-hmm. that. And I, it's become a habit. And when I watch TV sometimes and when the daughter is visiting from wherever she lives, Uh, she slaps my hand away and says, Mom, you're becoming like your grandmother. Stop pulling your chin hair. It looks gross. And then she says, do something about it. If it bothers you, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how the younger generation is now looking at my chin hair. Yeah. You know, talking about you know looking good and makeup, uh, one thing that's a staple in all our households is the Pons Dreamflower talc. Yes, and yes. And you have that mentioned one. something very funny in your book about this. Yes. So for the longest time, when I was in my 20s and 30s, Uh, what you know in between um, trying to keep everything on balance a very demanding career raising a child running a home and all of that uh, my makeup routine was uh, wash face uh, attack my mother's uh, 
टैलकम पाउडर प्लास्टिक कंटेनर इन विच यू हैड अ पाउडर पफ एंड जस्ट टेक रन द पफ ओवर योर फेस एंड दैट्स इट दैट वॉज माई मेकअप एंड एज द चाइल्ड स्टार्टेड ग्रोइंग द अमाउंट ऑफ टाइम अवेलेबल वॉज इवन लेसर सो आई टुक टू डिरेक्टली शेकिंग द टैलकम पाउडर टिन डिरेक्टली इन टू माई हैंड्स रबिंग माई हैंड्स टूगेदर एंड जस्ट यू नो putting that on my oh, face yeah, we've all done that yes and so that was my uh, makeup routine and i thought i thought i i'm looking very nice etc with all of that um, till of course i made uh, a trip to the us once mm. and um, i was in new york with uh, hasled harry who was not so hasled then <laughs> and then we went to the flagship store of a very very famous um, cosmetic brand mm. and i walked in and i asked the women uh, at the counter for foundation hmm. and you know one of one of them looked at me and said honey you look like you've got cement on your face oh my and that <laughs> was that you know i knew that i needed uh, cosmetic help yeah, uh, yeah. very urgently some total uh, the consequence of that cement comment was that by the time i left that uh, store hmm. uh, i had um, about 150 dollars worth of cosmetics um, in a bag and when i went out and i told my husband that i had spend that much money his face looked so ash ashen that he looked like he had cement on his face <laughs> that was that was the adventure with that was the initial initiation into right um, i think now we the know world why harry is so hassled yes. that's the origin story yes. uh, he he you know he did tell me later we walked across to uh, central park and mm. there i remember it, it was autumn and mm. you know there's a carpet of uh, red and gold uh, leaves um, all over the place and mm. we just sat down we ate something and then he lied down and now when i look back i remember what happened was that i kept asking him they had given me a makeover when mm-hmm. i was inside the store and i thought i was looking like a diva you know with my foundation and my blusher and my lipstick and uh, smoky eyes and all of that and i kept asking him how the makeover was and mm-hmm. he kept and he said that it's looking very nice but now when i look back what i remember is that for the next few weeks he did not have, he stopped having his the cappuccino that he used to have at starbucks every day <laughs> so i think there is a connection there which i didn't catch then right right you've also you know spoken about uh, especially as a woman in your 50s how putting on makeup has become a laborious task oh my god yes mm. you know in between in between finding your spectacles which you have lost mm. and you eventually find in the fridge when you go to collect the sliced cucumber which you actually meant to put on your eyes so that dark circles and puffy eyes can mm-hmm. be zapped mm-hmm. and between trying to you know keep your hands from shaking when you're putting on um, the eyeliner it's it's all a mess mm-hmm. so typically mm-hmm. this is how it works you know i'm we are we are we are getting ready to go out somewhere and i'm all dressed and all of that and now i said okay now for the makeup mm-hmm. and so it is laborious and there's a lot of process involved there when you look at all these uh, bollywood actors and all the models who look like perfect mm, uh, yeah. in pictures you would not imagine the amount of trouble that has gone in so typically how it begins is wash your face come out then put face firming uplifting uh, moisturizer i didn't know there was something like that you know i thought uplifting is for your soul mm. but <laughs> apparently there is up, uplifting for the face uh-huh. so you put face uplifting makeup uh, in upward strokes mm. uh, including the neck then you wait for 5 minutes then you take out your primers now primers are three different kinds they are for your face uh, they are for your lips and they are for your eyes so three okay. different primers and primers apparently what they do is allow the skin allow the makeup to go smoothly on your skin so that 
and it basically fills up the wrinkles and mm. the lines on your face and it you stop looking so gross with mm. makeup mm. and then comes the foundation and the blush and the eyeliner and all of that now with the eyeliner what happens is um, you first totter uh, on your heels to the bathroom or to the dressing table with your bottle of eyeliner and then look look into the mirror and you are like oh my god what happened am i blind and then you realize no you have simply not got your specs so you totter back and get your specs and then you come and stand in front of the mirror and try to apply your eyeliner and then you realize with the specs on you can't wear your eyeliner so then in between the circus of the specs and the eyeliner you end up looking like somebody has given you a black eye mm-hmm. it happens all the time so you totter back and then you take your non alcohol based uh, makeup remover mm-hmm. and you try to fix that mm. uh, and when all of that is done next comes your uh, blusher okay. you know and most makeup artists will tell you that the blusher has to be applied on the apple of your cheeks that's right up here yes mm. and that's that's like sounds easy enough except that when you hit your i used to have apples on my cheeks once upon a time but by the time you reached your fif- reach your 50s um, there are no apples apples have disintegrated <laughs> so where do you put the blusher so you somehow you manage to draw bl- you put blusher on what you think are your imaginary where they ought to be. yes where they ought to be the apples yeah. so you put it there then comes the lipstick mm. and lipstick is an all new world to me just now because when when i was younger lipstick was just one tube mm. that you bought from um, uh indian brand which was only brand available at one point right. and you just smeared it across uh, your lips and you're good to go and right. that even a lipstick at that point was not indian women didn't use that much lipstick but now of course you go into a lipstick store to buy lipstick and you have to make this big decision mm. you know you have to you have to decide whether you want uh, cream cream based lipstick or you want uh, moisturizing lipstick or you want something with glaze on it or you have to decide something which is high definition or metallic or pearl finish and when all of that is done then you have to decide what kind of did you know that lipstick also came in crayons i thought crayons were what you used to paint to yes so there are lipstick crayons now mm-hmm. and there are liquid uh, uh, lipsticks and mm-hmm. there are gel lipsticks and all sorts of things when all of that is you know done and when you finally bought your lipstick then you have to decide what uh, lip pencil you have to buy to outline the lips so that they look either uh, plumped up and seductive or uh, you know trimmed down and not uh, look so seductive so by the time all those decisions are made you really want to just get it over with and get the hell out of there mm-hmm. you are also telling me this very interesting story now we won't name names but there's somebody a lady you know in your 50s who had this really weird run in with makeup yes lots of lots of uh, women in the 50s um, have run ins with makeup women love makeup you know right. women just love it and the sad part about it is that by the time uh, women can afford to buy the kind of uh, makeup that really makes them look good and feel good they uh, don't anymore want to bother hmm. you know they they realize that it's not it's, it's not worth it yeah it's not worth it but uh, there was this friend of mine who was a editor of a very very prominent magazine and uh, their annual issue was coming up and typically when the annual issue uh, comes out the editors uh, there is the fir- the front page will have uh, you know the first page will have an editors note about what the ma- what the issue is about mm. and that always has 
a very nice picture of the editor. And so uh, this friend of mine was taken to the salon and she was, you know, uh, uh, she she was given a makeover mm. and she emerged looking like a million bucks, you know, mm. she like mm. just looked beautiful. And that picture went uh, inside the magazine and three days later was the launch party for the magazine, right. for the anniversary issue. Mm -hmm. And there she walked in and she got this feeling that nobody is recognizing her and that nobody is uh, acknowledging her. And then she went out, uh, she walked across the room and she saw somebody, uh, some one of the A-listers of the city and then she said, hi, I'm so-and-so. And that, and that lady looked at her and said, uh, you are the woman who's in that magazine, but you don't look like that. You look like somebody else. So, so makeup can do that to right. you, you know, sometimes. And these days, makeup is not like the ordinary thing that we used to do. Now, apparently, you know, if you if you look in um, stores, mm. makeup stores, you will see that the industry has an arsenal of products for women. Punches and brushes and combs and sculpting equipment and chiseling equipment. Mm -hmm. It's... It's less makeup and more engineering. Hmm. You know, you end up not looking like yourself at all. And sometimes sometimes the result is dramatic and beautiful and it makes you feel on top of the world. Hmm. And uh, sometimes you just feel that, who is that person in the mirror? Right. You know, you so it, it can yourself. work. No, you don't recognize yourself. What What is there looks beautiful, but it's not you. Hmm. Hmm. So you have to make that decision, whether you want that um, or you don't want that. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's It should be your decision. Right now, you're always talking about you know, being feisty and fabulous at 50. Makeup seems to be a big part of it. But what advice would you give to people in their 50s? about? You know, for my entire life, for mm. the, uh, for the till well into my uh, late 40s, uh, makeup and I were a stranger. Mm. I, I never grew, uh, you know, I never used makeup. And I realized one thing about makeup that uh, it if if it adds to your joy, if it makes you feel confident, if, you, if it makes you feel uh, more... Uh, happy hmm. then you do it hmm. but if you if you think it is irrelevant and if you think that uh, you know just being peaceful and happy is what works for you then you don't you totally don't have to do it it has to be your choice let 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 not your friends let not your relatives let not society tell you that you're plain or not good looking because you're not using uh, hmm. you're not using hmm. makeup uh, on the other hand i i grew up in a family where my father didn't like makeup at all and he didn't approve. Right. And, you know, you realize also, I have realized in the years that I've been married that uh, my man doesn't like makeup, you know. You ask him an opinion about any lipstick that I wear and he'll say, that seems too dark, don't you think? And that's all he'll say. He'll never say, don't wear it or mm -hmm. any of that. But I know now that men don't, most men don't like uh, makeup. And my, my take on that is, just too bad. If you don't like it, deal with it. Mm. But if it makes me feel good, I'm going to wear it. And many times, uh, I'm happy to wear a nice dress, uh, put on some makeup, wear my high heels uh, and go meet my friends. It, it works so uh, terrific for me. So basically, takeaway that we have over here is that makeup, if it makes you feel good, Go for it by go all means. It. By all means, go for it. And don't care what the world says. Don't care. Absolutely don't care about what the world thinks. Great. That's a wonderful way to end the episode here. Thank you so much, Sudha. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks.